no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are a Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we break down the brilliance of Ryan Pace and much more. Hey, Dub, man. What's the good word, fam? Man, everything is all good over here, friends. How about you, man? Man, dude, I'm still on cloud nine over here, baby. Woo! <laughs> hey, you can count me in that. Bro, and first of all, before we get into this, man, I wanted to give a shout out to... Uh, the people that joined us on our Zoom draft party, bro. That shit was so much fun on Thursday night, man. Yeah, man, I had a great time. And those who were able to join us, thank you so much. It was great seeing you. It was great interacting with you. It was, most importantly, great talking about our bears. And for those that pulled up with us, it was our boy Ira, Miss Heidi. It was our boy Aaron Burson, our boy Michael Nels, C-Dub and Big Dave, Shay, TJ, and Brian Vincent. So thank you guys all for, for popping in and, and chatting with us. And like A-Dub said, man, it was it was really awesome putting, you know, faces with screen names and, and just really getting to know uh, our listeners and audience a little bit more. We we love that. And we're definitely going to be doing that a little bit more as we move forward here in this offseason and the start of next season. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. But A-Dub, man, before we get into the draft talk, because I'm so excited. I got so much shit that I want to talk and get off my chest. <laughs> but, but I wanted to uh, talk about the fact that uh, one of the moves that happened prior to the NFL draft was Roquan Smith's fifth-year option being picked up. No-brainer there, but just glad to see that we'll be able to get keep this guy locked in the fold for another season. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, get that out the way ASAP. I'm glad they did it very quickly, very smoothly. And, um, hey, we move on, man. You're right. That was completely a no-brainer right there. The guy pretty much is all pro in our eyes. I mean, he played amazing last season. So looking forward to seeing some of that again this year. Yeah, dude. I mean, and, and just think about it like this, man. He's he's only 24 years old, bro. Second team all-pro linebacker. So we'll be getting him back in the fold at a $9 million price clip in 2022. Team control deal there. Awesome. But let's just be honest, listeners. There's going to be a mega extension that's going to be on deck for him in 2023. Yeah, and the big thing you said there, Perez, was his age. He's still a young guy, still young. So, of course, going to be a lot of people looking for him. He's going to be a hot commodity. Exactly. Some other news before we get into some draft talk, and this was something that we talked about in our Zoom draft party, was the fact that Aaron Rodgers, he basically was like, man, I want to get up out of here. <laughs> hey, look, I'm all for it. Hey, blow that whole damn thing up over there. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of our division, Aaron. Exactly. You've been a problem for us for years, man. So if he's out of there, good. They having problems over there, good. Whatever it takes to, to cause more uh, drama in that team, we're all for it. I'll tell you one thing, man. When I look at a dysfunctional family, 
Now, my family's already dysfunctional, a dub, but it's sometimes when you look at somebody else's family, you're like, ooh, y'all crazy over there. <laughs> That's what I'm right. looking at the Packers right now. I'm like, y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> they pick a fine time to want to um, have issues right during the time frame of drafting. Okay. All right. Keep it up. Keep it up throughout the season. I think Aaron, man, he, he he was methodical with that. He did that shit on purpose, man. He wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to, he wanted to, you know, force their hand a little bit. But this is one thing that I'm going to say about this situation with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Both of these sides have kind of have uh, drugged their feet in the sand a little bit, and like basically like, hey, look, we're not trading you. And on the other side, Aaron's like, I don't want to be there. So we'll see who blinks first. They do. Oh, yeah. I hope they continue. I hope they continue to take jabs at each other all season. Well, until something happens or if something doesn't happen. Whatever it does, I hope it distracts the team and calls those guys to lose games. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> but I will tell you this about Aaron Rodgers. We know that this guy don't mess with his family. So I don't see him being the type of guy that's going to blink first. So we'll see what happens there. We also saw that the uh, Green Bay Packers on their draft pick, they gave Aaron Rodgers the ultimate fuck you because they drafted a cornerback. And you know the big talk there, A-Dub, is the fact that they haven't drafted him a lot of help on offense over the years. So, right, right. I don't know. Well, you know what? That's an internal problem with them. They having the ego contest. Let's see who egos win. <laughs> Man, we'll see. But like, like I said, it's good over here on this side of the house, and we're going to get into some of that here in a second. But one of the draft day storylines that we talked about, A-Dub, was going into this draft. We said, man, there could be at least – Six teams in that first round that could be looking for a quarterback. So with us, we have talked with our audience at nauseum about all the different quarterback options. For us, we knew Lawrence was going to go probably top of the draft. We knew that Wilson was going to go top of the draft. We were yep. kind of kind of hearing, okay, Mac Jones and Trey Lance could go at three to you know the 49ers, right? And it was all these different quarterback names that was popping out there. One name that started to kind of like fall down the list of these top quarterbacks was Justin Fields. Right. So then me and A-Dub were starting to think like, well, hey, could there be something here? Right? Then we see Nagy. He pulled up to his pro day, all chilling in the cut, you know, just watching (laughs) him. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So when all of these different things started to align, A-Dub, it made me kind of wonder like, hmm, is there something here? So on our last episode, audience, we told you guys, like, hey, look, Ryan Pace, we need you to do something. Because if this guy's maybe slipping down the draft board a little bit, there may be an opportunity for you to go up and go get him. And guess what, A-Dub? He went and got him. He did. And he delivered prayers. Look, I have nothing bad to say about Ryan Pace with that draft pick. He made the trade. He got the job done. and We got the guy we really wanted here in Chicago. Welcome home, Justin Fields. Man, welcome to the shot, baby. And one thing, too, when we think about this whole situation with this trade, one thing that really worked out in our favor, A-Dub, was the fact that Denver and Carolina, who were two teams that going into the offseason needed to upgrade a quarterback. They basically made moves. So basically Denver, they acquired Bridgewater. Carolina acquired Darnold. So those are two teams that basically didn't have to have a need of quarterback. That went into our favor, right? That's but correct. Let's not forget that Dallas Cowboy trade. I really strongly feel if that trade doesn't happen, there's a chance we may not even be able to get Justin Fields. Yeah, man, that was a possibility. But I'm kind of glad the chips failed the way they failed. And it puts us in a good situation where we're able to get them. Because you're right, Prez. 
those needs for quarterbacks, man, they were they were going so fast. I mean, we had three quarterbacks drafted back to back, right? And we were like, okay, it's only a few more left. We got Mac Jones, just it feels like you were saying, and you're right, the Cowboys, you know, things they did, other teams make their moves. Guess what? Open the doors up for us. We took full advantage of that opportunity. And I can tell you right now, some people on the, on the phone right now looking about who you all trying to get, who you all looking to draft before I make this trade up. And man, Prez, he delivered. He definitely delivered. And one of the things that you mentioned, and I think that this is a really huge point, A-Dub, is the fact that with Fields kind of dropping out of that top 10, it made the cost to go acquire him to move up a lot less costly. Now, just imagine if we would have tried to move up from 20 to get into the top five to draft him, that right. would have been a huge price to pay. In this situation here, bro, I like this trade, obviously, for many reasons, right? We, we got a franchise quarterback now, but I like the fact that we were able to still hold on to some draft assets and still get the guy that we wanted. That part was really, really important to me. And for our audience, when a guy like Justin Fields, the reason why I am so pumped about him, bro, is this guy's a winner, man. He comes from a big-time program. He's got a strong arm, and he's athletic as fuck, bro. I'm telling you, Justin Fields, when that trade happened, A-Dub, I swear to God, our Zoom party, that thing turned up. It really did, Prez. I mean, we all had our seats. We pumped up. We excited. But one thing I wanted to piggyback on you, man, about was around his talent, man. He has so much talent, Prez. Got the speed, like you said, the arm strength. I mean, he can do a lot, man. And I like the way he's able to deliver that ball outside the pocket, you know? When he gets outside that pocket, he can make some things happen. And people better pay attention to this guy, man, when he get a chance to play for this preseason or during the season, man. Watch his moves. You love that part about it. And that's what Prez is alluding to, that athleticism, that, you know, able to make cuts and then make throws at the same time. Not many quarterbacks in the league can do that, bro. No, I mean, that's a dual threat. This guy's got 4-3 speed. That's the type of guy right there that, with the right system in place, with the right development, mm-hmm. my God, bro, that that's going to be really, really dangerous. And it so really is. The one thing that I want to say here, though, real quick, is the Bears. This offseason has been such an awful offseason, bro. It's been tough. It's been negative. I mean, dude, you and I, we even stopped kind of posting a lot of stuff on our Twitter account just because it's like, look, this shit's all negative, man. We ain't negative guys, man. So I was like, man, we had to fall back for a second. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> they brought you back, man. They brought you back. As a matter of fact, they brought me back with you, brother. I'll tell you that much, man, because you're right. It was like a bipolar season for us. Everything was going bad. And then the draft happens and everything turns back good. Yeah, Got man. my attention. Not only just our attention, the league is on notice. Our division is on notice. We ain't playing in Chicago. Not at all. It just feels good to just be able to say we got a franchise-level quarterback on our team. Just feels good. It really does, Perez, because I'm not going to lie to you, man. The last quarterbacks we've drafted, you know, over the course of years, you can go back to, even with Mitch. I hate to break up Mitch. It's like, was he the quarterback of choice that we all really wanted? You know what I'm saying? So to me, I feel like Justin Fields was the quarterback that we all really wanted, you know, in, in this draft class. We're always screaming, hey, let's if we can move up, let's move up and get Justin Fields. If we can move up, let's get the guy. So to me, it feels like, you know, this is the guy that all the fans have been wanting. Looks like, of course, you and I, Perez, really talk highly about him. So and it ended up happening. So 
this is a joy, man. It really is a joy. I'm proud. I'm excited. And I am really am looking forward to this kid developing and growing. Because the thing is, I don't want a quarterback on the team like him. We have so much faith in to not develop and grow into something special. And that's what we want to see out of him. The one thing is, though, as Bears fans, we got hope now, baby. We got hope, y'all. And it was so cool, A-Dub, not only just being in our Zoom party and seeing everybody happy, but then when you went on Twitter, man, you could just see, man, bro, everybody was just like so fired up, man, so fired up. And so all Bears fans right now, we owe a special thank you to Ryan Pace. Because I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is arguably his best draft at this point in the game with, with Ryan Pace. Now, I'm going to temper my emotions a little bit because we can't grade the draft for a couple seasons. But you just got to look at the fact that Ryan Pace knew what his needs were on this ball club. True. Went out and got them. No projects. No guys from some small school that you taking a chance on. He went out and got two guys at the top of their position groups. Because we haven't even gotten to the second part of it, bro, which we will in a little bit because I still want to talk about Justin Fields. But Ryan Pace just did a phenomenal job with these first two draft picks that he got. And I know people A-double say, man, they gave up a lot in that first round. They gave up a lot in that second round to, to get those two guys. But you know what? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Because this guy's got his, his back against the wall. These moves that I saw, I finally saw some moves from, from a pace that let me believe, all right, maybe his job is on the line here. And, and now add to that, Perez, what you're saying there, man. And I know I alluded to this last time, uh, last podcast episode, I talked about him and Kenny Williams. This is something that Kenny Williams would do. Make a splash type of move, bro. Mm-hmm. And making this kind of a splash right here, not just once, Perez, but he gave it to us twice. So the thing is, I'm all for this, man. This is aggressiveness that you actually need. High risk. Okay, I get some risk involved. But guess what? High reward. Mm -hmm. Dustin Fields can give us a high reward. I'm telling you. And it's a lot we see in this kid, man. A lot we see in him. I'm very excited, Perez, as well as you are. And boy, am I looking forward to his first game. (laughs) I mean, even his first preseason game. I am looking forward to it, man. I want to see this kid. I just want to see him play. I really do. Just to see a, pre- a preview of what we're going to get for our future, man. Because this guy here, man, has the ability to do a lot of great things. I'm not even just talking about just touchdowns, Chris. I'm talking about highlights as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm thinking mm-hmm. about everything, man. Bringing the Bears back on the map. And the other part about it, Chris, is bringing some excitement to our offense, right? Because right. I know Bears have been known for defense, defense, defense. This kid has a chance to change part of that. And making some excitement on our offense. Let's just be honest, man. Our offense is boring as fuck. So a guy like this, he's gonna he's gonna inject some some much needed juice to that offensive side of the uh of the field. Also, I mean, let's be honest, look at some of those players, those current Bears players. Eddie Jackson, he went on his IG live when they made the move and was like, it's about time we get us a real quarterback up in here. Now, <laughs> right. Now, if that don't say all you need to know about how maybe some of those guys feel in that locker room about that quarterback position. And I don't know what would. And I'll tell you, Eddie Jackson is a voice. He is a voice on this team. People like him, of course, and he's probably one of the captains of the team, you know, but how he felt pretty much was telling. The thing is, he held it in for so long, <laughs> for a while. He took some little small jazz throughout the season, but he held on it for so long. And it just kind of came out a little bit some shots at our quarterbacks, but I get his point, right? Like, yeah, it's a relief. Finally got somebody that can come on board and do some damage on the offensive side. Good to see. So. When 
we made the move to bring in Andy Dalton. A lot of us in Bears Nation, we did not like that move. Because at that point in the conversation, A-Dub, we were thinking about Russell Wilson. We right. were thinking about the other guy that we don't speak on. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but we were thinking bigger names, right? And then all of a sudden, it goes from that, that to then Andy Dalton. Huge letdown, right? Huge letdown, yep. I'm going to say this. With Ryan Pace going out there and getting Justin Fields, I feel a lot better about this Andy Dalton signing now. Because now, Andy Dalton's going to be your true bridge quarterback that Mike Glennon was not. When Mike Glennon came here and then when Ryan Pace traded up to get Mitch, they thought that Glennon was going to be able to be a bridge quarterback to Mitch. Well, that didn't happen. And then they had to rush Mitch in, throw him out there, and it, it was what it was, right? Right. In this situation here with Dalton, Dalton throws a really beautiful deep ball. Dalton has that familiarity with the coaching staff that A-Dub has talked about in the past. I really do think that this is going to work out a lot better than what a lot of us maybe had originally thought. But then now, you got Justin Fields, who is going to have the ability to learn under Dalton, learn yep. under this coaching staff, and not be forced to play sooner than he's ready to. Because the one thing that I want with Justin Fields is to learn and develop. So a couple of the knocks that, that's against Justin Fields from his time in, in college was the fact that he struggled against the Blitz. Well, guess what? In NFL, the Blitz is only going to get even tougher for you to be able to maneuver and pick up and learn, right? So right. that's going to be really key for him to learn that. Another area A-Dub is he's very methodical in his reads, going from receiver to receiver, right? Well, guess what? At the next level, you got to get to that read and keep it moving, right? So these are just some of the things that you're hoping when it's a year of development and seasoning that a lot of that stuff can be coached up and then we can get him out there in the field of 2022 and really see what's good. Perez, you hit it right on the head, man, with a lot of great things you shared. Definitely with Glennon, you're definitely right. Glennon didn't do Mitch any favors at all. You're correct with Andy Dalton. This is definitely going to help out, you know, um, well, help fills out for sure because you're right. He get a chance to learn. And one of the things that they, there was a knock on Justin Fields around the fact that he hold the ball too long. How to get rid of that ball a bit sooner, not hold on too long, even though you're athletic, but you want to get rid of it without taking unnecessary hits. But his first year or second year, trying to be a quarterback, you know, and be a great one at that. So, yeah, it's a lot to learn. We can continue developing him. And I'm quite sure when he gets this chance to go out there, we know he'll be ready. The big thing here when I see this move of Fields is this, this lets me know that there's some sort of a two-year plan in place here in Chicago. So yeah. obviously Dalton's going to be the guy here in 2021, but I think the keys of the franchise are going to be turned over to Fields in 2022. So now, Matt Nagy, you got your quarterback. This is your guy. There's no more excuses. The pressure is on you. What are you going to do? It's put up or shut up time. Yeah, he, he got his hands full, right? He really does. Because you're right. You got Andy Dalton this season, right? Coming up this season, you got our roster, what it looks like right now. You got Justin Fields waiting, right? So it's like, when does it start? Are we going to write this whole thing out for an entire year with Andy Dalton? Maybe we do, right? Like you said, it looks like he's a guy that says he's going to be the starter. If he is the starter, hopefully we have a good season to where when we do relinquish the keys over to Justin Fields, it puts us in place to go in the right direction. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm looking forward in this whole thing. But that's one thing that I continue to do. One thing that I want to quickly touch on is something that someone basically had mentioned to me on Twitter the other day. And they said, hey, man, I know you guys are excited about Justin Fields coming in here. But the guy said, but how do you feel about him being an Ohio State University quarterback? And I said, 
Well, I know that there's a lot of shit out there about Ohio State quarterbacks, but he ain't Smith, he ain't Jones, he ain't R.J. Barrett, and he sure damn sure ain't Dwayne Haskins. So when I look at this Justin Fields kid, I'm like, man, this guy is the goods, bro. He's got everything that you want in that type of ideal new age NFL quarterback. He's that prototype, bro. And I'm telling you, him dropping to 11 in this draft was so disrespectful to him. When you saw him on that draft TV, the look on his face was stoic. And people were saying, oh, he's not excited to be in Chicago. I'm like, no, that's a competitor. Because he knew that he was better than a lot of them quarterbacks that got drafted ahead of him. I want him to take that disrespect out when his time comes in 2022 or whenever that time comes. I want him to go out there on their field and turn up on the people and let everybody know who he is. Because that was mad disrespectful. They need to put some respect on this man's name. Because he dropped down way too far and further than he should have. To me, I thought he was the second best quarterback in this draft. I'm with you, Prez. It was disrespectful. I know he's taking notes. I know Justin Fields looked at that list and said, okay, all these guys you all think are ahead of me. And Prez, all the press they were getting as well. Think about it, even Mac Jones was talking about probably more than Justin Fields. So well, it's like, hey, this guy, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, it's time when I get my chance to show the world, I'm going to show the world. So I know this guy, like you said, that competitive nature in him is going to come out, is going to show. And I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm looking forward. You love a guy with a chip on his shoulder. And I think they gave Justin Fields one. One thing, too, because I'm telling you, I was so fired up uh, when they made that, that trade to go get him. There was this video that's been, like, circling all over social media with Justin Fields in the locker room, and he was getting his team hyped up, man, for one of the BCS games. And I don't know if you saw that, A-Dub, but he was like, man, we are Ohio State. We play championship teams every day at practice. And I'm like, he was talking that talk. And I was like, ooh-wee, he was talking some spicy shit in that locker room to his teammates. <laughs> He's getting them all fired. I watched that video probably about 100 times, man. I was like, shit, somebody find me some shoulder pads, man. I'm ready to go out there and go to war with this guy. That's the exactly. type of guy that we're bringing in here, man. I love Justin Fields, bro. I love Justin Fields. And the part you're alluding to right there, Prince, is that that kid got leadership skills. And he's a good motivator, too. I mean, he got his team fired up, man, and ready to go. This kid can bring it, man. I'm just, man, I'm just extremely excited, man. I'm really a hell, man, for this kid. Finally, finally got somebody who I think is going to do very good for us, man, at that position. Because this kid got so much talent that just go well for what we're trying to do here. It's a fresh start for us, man, at the position. So this kid, yeah, he's going to bring it, man. And all those things you said about him, Prez, I'm telling you, man, we're all taking notes on that. Everybody? Get your Justin Fields jersey uh, orders in. I made mine Thursday night. I got to wait five weeks for that jersey to come in, man. Let me ask you something, Fred. How much that jersey cost you, man? Uh, $99.99. Mm. <laughs> hey, man, guess what? You probably got it a good price at this point right now because guess what? I think that jersey's going to go up <laughs> as, as the time goes on. So you caught a good price. Yeah, man, I, I want to rock that thing for game one. Week one at Soldier Fields. Week one at Soldier Fields, I will be rocking my Justin Fields jersey. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like that attitude there, man. Man, I got to get mine in. So uh, I got to get that along with also that number 11 jersey, too. So I got to get two. Yeah, so you got you got, yeah, you got to get a couple of them, man. But you got time, brother. You got time. Yes, sir. Did, did you hear what Justin Fields said, though, to the media when they asked him on the, the, the pressure that he may feel about being the Bears quarterback? I didn't check that out, but tell me more about that. This shit got me fired up. I'm talking about, man, I've been fired up all weekend. This brother, <laughs> this brother, first of all, 
he got off the plane looking photo fresh, clean, crisp. But then he said, I don't think there's any pressure on me because I expect myself to be a franchise quarterback. Mm. I said, that's a damn bar. For real. <laughs> that's a drop the mic bar right there, man. You dropped the mic on that one. Mm-hmm. And that, that just tells you how he feels about himself, man. He's very confident in himself. Mm-hmm. And that's good, Perez. You, you cannot be a core franchise quarterback and not have that kind of confidence. And you're right. You hit the other part about this competitive nature as well. So this guy has high expectations for himself. It looks like he's ready to go, really. But you're right. We're still continuing to want to develop him, though. But I mean, the kid already showing us good signs, Perez, from the start. And with that statement that you said right there, Tells me a lot about him. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, bro, I can't wait. And like you said, probably seeing him in preseason, probably hearing things about him in training camp. You know all eyes are going to be on whatever he does all summer. So I just can't wait, bro. I really can't wait. It's going to be so fun once you see this guy suit up and get in that uniform, bro. Oh, I can't wait. Hey, I'll say this, Chris. If there were any pressure on Andy Dog, it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gone now with Justin Fields. All I got to do is play football because all eyes is on this kid here. Well, we'll, we'll see about that because I don't know. Uh, hey, Andy, if you're hearing this, we still looking for you to do something now this season, bro. We still Because, hey, Darnell Mooney, that man needs that ball deep. You get that deep ball ready there, bro. Hey, he better throw that deep ball. It better be on time and it better be accurate. He's going <laughs> number 11. Yes, sir. All right. So we, we talked about Justin Fields, and I know all this. You guys are like, damn, man, y'all talk. Listen, we're going to keep talking about Justin Fields. We're going to talk about him a lot. Just get, just get used to it, y'all. We want to give some love to our, our round two uh, draft pick, and that was Tevin Jenkins. That's a guy that A-Dub and I have talked a lot about on the show. Guy's a first-round talent. A lot of people thought that we were going to get him at 20 in the draft, A-Dub. Not only did he not get drafted day one, but then Ryan Pace, being the, the brilliant GM that he has now become in my eyes, traded up in round two to grab this guy. So now you get a Tevin Jenkins in the second round when he's a first-round talent. A-Dub, I want to get your thoughts there on what you thought when you saw that Tevin Jenkins acquisition and that trade that came through. Because I'm telling you right there, when Ryan Pace did that, I said, man, I owe this man many apologies because he is, man, he's he's doing his thing in this draft. Prez, when I saw that, I said, right. I told myself, I said, Ryan Pace, I owe you a dinner, man. I really do. <laughs> hey, Dub don't have a lot of money, but guess what? I, I, I'll purchase dinner for you, man. Wherever you want to go, man, you, you decide the place. To do that, Perez, to trade up to make this move, like you said, man, Jink is a guy that's been linked to us already, right? That we that was the option for us to get at 20. Definitely right about that, Perez. But the thing is, man, this guy has all the tools. The guy that we talked about as being nasty on the field. I mean, this guy been pancaking dudes, friends. <laughs> we talking about Jenkins, man. You man. saw his video. You saw him in games. This dude played no games. He's going to piss off a lot of defenders, bro. I'm telling you right now, friends, a lot of defenders are not going to like him because this, this dude doesn't play any games with him. He's going to come at you hard. He's going to come at you rough. He's not going to make it look pretty for you either. He's going to make you one hell of a day for you. So this kid getting him, man, says a whole lot about pace. Pace, thank you so much for trading up. Because you like you said, Press, who knew this guy's gonna last the second round? Right. And he was there. Guess what? Ryan Pace did Ryan Pace. Young Kenny. <laughs> Look, Kenny. Kenny, Kenny number two. <laughs> I love that. Hey, but he you, said, hey, I got a chance here. But you know, AW, you make a, a really good point about Seven Jenkins, how he's gonna piss off a lot of players in the league. You know why? Because this kid plays to through the whistle. 
So meaning, right. he's going to finish blocks. And he's not going to care about you getting your feelings about that. He's going to bring that mean streak that we are not, we're, we're lacking that right now on this team, bro. On offense, we got too many nice guys. Right. This guy's going to come in here, man. It's going to change that identity. And I love that. You talk about a guy like Tevin Jenkins coming in here with that nasty streak. You talk about Justin Fields, who will be taking over at the quarterback position in the future, coming in here with a little bit of that swagger, a little bit of that chip on his shoulder. That's what you want on your offense, right? Right. That right there, two cornerstone pieces that they were able to acquire in this draft, A-Dub, my God, Ryan Pace, bro. This is your moment, man. You know how A-Dub audience was taking his victory lap and he took it a little too soon in our bet that last time? But Ryan Pace, take your victory lap. Because guess what, bro? You are doing your thing out here. You have redeemed yourself, man. And this fan base, we deserve this, A-Dub. We needed this and we deserve this. Ah, friends. Especially how the offense was looking early on, man. It was looking terrible early on. When we saw Fuller get let go, we were like, hold on, this is going the wrong direction. <laughs> wrong direction. And then all of a sudden, the draft hits, and Ryan Pace stepped his game up. This guy was brilliant, Press. He was, man. He made it. the right moves, man, at the right damn time. I got to give credit where it's due, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and dude, I'm telling you, bro, he's winning my heart back, bro, a little bit at a time here. But I'm telling you, I'm high on him, man. And I'm going to tell you this. That Thursday night, man, when we got Justin Fields and doing that Zoom draft party with our listeners, bro, that's a night that I'm not going to forget, man, for a very long time. That was a very special night for me as a Bear fan. I really enjoyed that, and I really love this move. Yeah, me too, man. I, I really enjoyed it as well, Prez. Just seeing that, man, happen, and then we see Tevin Jenkins happen as well. It's like, man, Oof. our force is just changing, man. Changing by the second. <laughs> man. You know, changing by the day, I would say, because two good days, man, of drafting, to me, it's just, man, it speaks volume, and it gives us a lot of hope. If we weren't ready for the season before, I think now some of us are starting to come around and say, I think we're ready now. We're ready oh. to get back into football now with oh, these couple picks here. Oh, I'm ready. I can't wait to start nerding out over uh, training camp practices and, and talking about seven on sevens. I can't wait. I, I'm so ready, bro. I'm ready for OTAs. I'm ready for it all. Rookie mini camp, bring it. What we got? Bring it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. A lot of excitement to this year, man. And the thing you mentioned, though, Perez, you talked about Jenkins and Fields, both of them, right, about how they can change a lot of things for us and their impact on this game for this team. That's a lot. I'll tell you one thing. That's a lot. That is something that we don't have, like I said before, we don't have. But, man, those two dudes, they're, the way they handle themselves, man, that's going to be a handful for anybody. Because guess what? Jenkins is nothing to play with. No. <laughs> He's nothing to play around with no. at all. Uh-uh. And then you have the nice-looking kid, Justin Fields, who's just an assassin. You know, a, a cool, calm, collect assassin. <laughs> it's like, whoa, these two dudes together? Man, I can, I can see the narratives going forward, man. Those two dudes, those draft picks, they got it going on. And, and, and shout out to Ryan Pace for getting a protector for his franchise quarterback. Because a lot of times what we see a dub in this league is these teams will go out and acquire a franchise quarterback in the draft. But then the offensive line is, is trash and the quarterbacks get a hit 50, 60 times a year. Right. 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 So I give him props for going out and identifying and saying, hey, we need somebody that's going to protect fields. Right. Right. Now, one thing that I look at with this, this guy, Tevin Jenkins, a dub is. I think he's got the potential to step in right away and be a starting tackle in this league. Prince, I'm thinking the same thing, but keep talking, brother. 
I know that Leno's under contract for another year. I know we re-signed Defetti. So I'm not sure what's going to happen for this upcoming season. You never know. But when I look at Tevin Jenkins, I look at this guy and I say, I think that's our future starting left tackle for the Chicago Bears. He has experience playing left tackle. Now, one thing I want our listeners to think about with this, a majority of his career, he played right tackle. But I was going to ask you this question, a because this is something that I found out on draft night. Did you know which current Bear t- Jenkins was uh, college teammates with? Who's that? Uh, Arlington Hambright. They, they played together at college. Really? Yeah. I didn't put so, two together with that. So he was the left tackle on that team, and Jenkins was the right tackle. So when Arlington Hambright was hurt a couple games, Jenkins spelled him and played left tackle. So that's just something that I want our listeners to think about. So he obviously has the ability to play the position, and I guarantee you they're probably going to groom him to play that left tackle position when we move on from from Charles Leno. Chris, you know how we both feel about Charles Leno. I'm not a big fan of him at that point. Truth be told, Chris, I don't give a damn. We have him on the contract right now. Guess what? This kid coming out and compete and can take his job, hey, let's give it to Jenkins. I don't want to hold the kid back, Chris. I don't. I mean, I'm not looking at financials like that because guess what? At the end of the day, we're trying to win games, right? If you're not getting the job done, we got somebody that's to get the job done, then I want the other person to step in and get the job done. So that's how I see it. I understand, you know, getting paid. But guess what? Look, you can't hold your own ground. Let someone else do it who can. Oh, fair point. Now, the only pushback that I'll give you on that is the fact that you know, you still have Leno coming back on a contract that's still solid salary-wise annually, and it also gives them a chance to bring up Jenkins, you know, a little slowly, right, in his development. Right. Because while we're very happy about the fact that we know that Jenkins is strong, athletic, nasty, and mean, right. some of the things that, that I've seen on tape about him are things that he's going to have to really practice and tweak when he gets into the next level here. So one of the things that I noticed with him in some of his tape from college was that he struggles against speed rushers. Now, we know in the NFL, you think about the type of pass rushers that are in this league. And look at who's one of the pass rushers on this, on this Bears team right now. Khalil Mack, one of the most premier pass rushers in the game, right? That's so correct. Now, this is going to give this kid an opportunity every day in practice to lock horns with a guy like Khalil Mack, who's going to help him develop, who's going to help him get to that next level. And I'm telling you what they ain't up. I can't wait till they open practices up for fans to be able to go and look because I would love to see those one-on-one matchups with Jenkins going head up against Khalil Mack. That would be must-see football to me right there. Seven Jenkins going up against Khalil Mack, that's must-see TV. You want to see that for sure, man. I want to get my eyes on that because, man, this kid, as lethal as we say he's going to be, hey, it's a good chance to test that out against Khalil Mack. Let's see what you got. And one of the things, too, at his pro day, which was back in uh, actually last month, they asked him to describe his play. And so, of course, he used words like tough, physical, nasty, right? Those are some of the things that he had to say. Right, right. But then he went on to say, a nasty motherfucker, a dude that's not shy away from hits, a dude that actually wants to get physical, and a dude that wants to bust his ass out there in the field. So those are his own words about his own play, dog. Man, hey, Prez, I got to keep going back to this, man. That confidence level in himself and the fact of backing it up as well. That's what he was doing all in Oklahoma State. You know, in Oklahoma State. He was doing that all day long, Brad. Exactly what he said. <laughs> I don't see that changing much at all in, in the pro level, you know? So this guy's confident. He's ready to take on the challenge. Like, you're going to have to show me. That's his mentality, Brad. 
You think you're better than me? You think you can shut me down? You think you can get through this line? You're going to have to show me. And that's what right. this kid pretty much alluding to. Because I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. And matter of fact, I'm coming at you. <laughs> and so we're yep. going to see who's suffering. And you're going to deal with it. And I'm going to give you something to have to handle for four quarters of a football game. So, no, you're right about that, brother. You exactly. Right <laughs> and we're going to see who come out last in the longest. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at these two moves, it gives us so many reasons to be excited about the future of this franchise. And I'm telling you, again, like I said earlier, A-Dub, we have hope as a fan base. That's not something that we had leading up into this draft. It was looking kind of bleak, bro. It was looking kind of bleak. Yeah, it was. And, and Ryan Pace, man, he shut me up. I'm telling you, he shut me up with this draft. So this is one of those things with Ryan Pace. You got it done. I owe you an apology. These were some elite-level moves. Now, Matt Nagy, what you going to do? <laughs> exactly. It's on Nagy now, man, to elevate his game. You know, show us what you got. Mm-hmm. You took over play calling back. You wanted that. Okay. All right. It's your show. You got to show us something now, man, because now the season will be here before you know it. And we're looking forward to you showing us something that you want to continue to be here in Chicago. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, his job has to be on the line. It has to be on the job. I think, I promise you, dude, I think Pace probably gave himself another season or two with the moves that he made in the draft. I think he probably saved himself. You know what, Perez? I think he may have as well, because I wouldn't mind seeing pace around for um, Justin Fields' first year. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's going to be this coming season. Maybe it probably could be next season, right? But I would love to see him around for that, right? Because guess what? You're the guy that drafted him. He also drafted Jenkins. I would love to see you watch some of your product, the people you brought to the team, and see how that, you know, continue to prosper. And if it does, you're right, Press. Maybe we could see pace around a little bit longer than that. I don't know. But the thing is, I would love to see that part of it happen, though. Exactly, man. Well, now, audience, we talked about the fact that Pace was very aggressive in this draft. He made some trades, right? So when you make trades, you're giving up collateral. <laughs> so right. we, we basically traded away some picks, not only in this draft, but also next year's draft. So this is also the cost of doing business in the NFL. If you miss on draft picks, which Pace has done in the past, those mistakes are costly. It pays to correct those mistakes. And that is why it is so important to make sure that you hit on these first-round draft picks. So, Ryan Pace, kudos to you on what you did here today. But with that being said, our next pick in this draft was in the fifth round. Larry Barone from Missouri, an offensive tackle, was the pick. What did you think there about that draft pick? No, man, I I like uh, Larry Borum. Right tackle, to me, I thought he dominated the SEC for sure. This guy, man, is a guy who I thought, he has a rhythm to him, Perez. You watch him play, but the thing is, this guy's tough. He holds his own ground. His feet moving, moving pretty well. He gets the job done. He just doesn't scream loud like Jenkins and some of these others out there. But he's low-key, man. And you like that. Still tough, still get the job done. So to me, that was a very good, safe pick, you asked me, Chris, to continue to build up that offensive line. Well, this was one of the things when J.J. Stankovich was on the show earlier in the offseason. And he said to us, hey, the Bears need to draft two tackles in this draft. Right there, when you see this move that Pace made to grab another tackle, I said, you know what? J.J. was right. Because even at that time, we both said, yeah, well, if we have the picks, we should do it. Because we knew that the interior of this line, A-Dub, is in good shape for the most part. But right. a tackle is where we were weak. So also, offensive tackle has been a position in past drafts that Brian Pace has ignored. And it looks like he made that a priority this year, which right. makes me happy as a fan, bro. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, man. I'm excited, Perez, because you're right. 
you know, things could be shaken up with our offensive line press coming next season, right? Things could look a little bit different. So having somebody in the Rams who's being developed, right, to take over a, a, a role, I think a guy like Larry could come and do that, man. This kid has come a long way, Press. You know, wasn't always the guy's choice, but he worked his ass off to get where he's at. So to me, that shows that this guy here still has a lot more to grow and can grow and will grow. So I'm looking forward to seeing him get his shot at some point. Not saying it's going to be this coming season, Press, but this kid has a chance, man, for the future of us to actually land that um, office, land a job that can be right tackle or right guard. He can go either way, really. So for me, I'm, I'm loving this pick here. So I will give Pace credit for this one. This is a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, I mean, he does have experience at both tackle and guard, even though he played mostly at right tackle. And so for me, when I right. look at this draft pick, I think they're looking at Tevin Jenkins more as that left tackle for the future. And I right. think this Warren kid, I think, could probably end up being that right tackle of the future. But we'll mm-hmm. see what happens there. But when they asked Pace on Friday where he thought that they would play Jenkins, Pace was a little coy. And I, now I see why, because mm. he didn't want to play. He didn't want to play his hand that he was going to go after another uh, tackle here in the draft. Uh, and that's what he did here today. So he kept it quiet. But I would say this. We talked about how Jenkins plays with a, a mean streak. This Borum kid also plays with that. So now you're bringing another guy into this organization on this offensive line who's going to basically be able to bring a little bit of that fire to the position. So that is what this offensive line has been missing. And I am so happy to have that back because, I mean, you got to think about the days of our offensive line when you had guys like a Big Cat and an Olin Crutes and a Kyle Long. We haven't had any of those guys in a long time to play with that type of fire and that type of chip on their shoulder. So knowing that we have two guys in this draft that are going to play through the whistle like that, Bro, I am so happy to just know that Ryan Pace identified guys like that and he brought them into the fold. I'm telling you, man, these two guys on the offensive line together at some point in the future, Jenkins and Larry, man, dude, that is a nice little combination, though. Justin Fields should get to know these guys pretty well. Hopefully get a chance to know these guys really well uh, because guess what? They're going to be the ones protecting his ass for some years to come. And I'm looking forward to that, man. Him learn these guys. They get to know each other, you know, build a relationship with each other. You know how they go, friends. That camaraderie, that's what Justin Fields should possibly be doing as, as time go on right now. Really understanding his line, getting to know these guys and working with these guys because, man, the future does look bright with them. And I'm quite sure those guys will be able to hold their own against top pass rushes as, as they continue to develop. And in the running game, Montgomery would love those guys. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's another guy that I'm just so excited that he'll be able to run behind an offensive line with guys like that. So, man, Montgomery, he's only going to get better in the future with having this type of talent on that offensive line. One thing, though, that I thought of, A-Dub, when I looked at this pick here today in the fifth round, going into today, I kind of was thinking, well, Pace will probably go after a wide receiver or a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. But – I can't follow man for, for wanting to protect the uh, fields because fields that's the franchise right there. So yeah, you, you got to make these type of moves. Exactly. Don't quite sure he saw what happened to the other quarterback in KC's in that uh, championship game, getting his ass handed to him. He was like, I cannot do Justin Fields like that. <laughs> not even, not even that. But Joe Burrow getting hurt last year for Cincinnati, also yeah. a, a Herbert and in, in the Chargers, he got hit way too much last season. They they went and picked up Slater in the draft this year, but dude. You have to protect your franchise quarterback. So, Ryan Pace, salute to you for doing so, brother. Salute to you for doing yeah, so. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Fred, because that's a very good point that I don't want any of us to, to forget about, protecting your your asset, your quarterback. Because guess what? If you not if you don't protect your quarterback, you already know this, Fred, that can weigh in on, the decision, on their decision-making. 
You're talking about waiting enough time to throw the ball long or go short. That hurts your decision making. You don't have no trust in your line. I would say having Justin Fields start off with guys who are, are able to protect them, man, that's a that's a plus in itself. So you get the kid to learn, to grow, and get some protection. That's a whole lot you can give this guy and help set him up for success. And I'll say this, A-Dub, we got a franchise quarterback, bro. <laughs> yes, sir, we do. Man, how, how you feeling about that, man? I feel great. Man, Prez, when I wear that Bears shirt that I wear, my Bears hat, it has a different meaning to it. <laughs> it really does. When I walk out there, my chest poked out. Yeah, you know why I spoke out. Everyone's going to remind me, Prez. I was in the store one day. Was it yesterday? And I had uh, my, my um, Bears hat on. The guy reminded me, he said, yeah, you guys got Justin Fields. I said, absolutely. Anything else, sir? Anything else? What's your team? <laughs> He's like, he was a Minnesota Vikings fan. I said, okay. What about Justin Fields? All he can say was that you guys got a great one. That was his words, Prince. Yes, sir. And, and I'm just going to tell you this. Even when we get off this recording today, I'm going to probably still sit over here and be Googling some of his highlights from, from Ohio State, bro. I just love, love this kid. I love the pick. I'm so happy. I'm so proud to be a fan of this organization, man. I'm so happy with what Ryan Pace has done. We deserve this. We deserve to have a franchise quarterback, A-Dub. Think about in our lifetime, bro, we have never been able to say we truly had a franchise quarterback. I agree. I totally agree. It feels surreal, man. Like, are we still dreaming, man? It feels that way because we knew it was possible, but we didn't know it could happen either. <laughs> so it's like, man, it actually happened. What we wished for actually occurred. So, Chris, I'm just so excited, man, that I'm telling you right now, I, I'm getting anxious even talking about it. I'm ready to see Justin Fields. But I understand. You got to develop for us. You got to develop. I get it. Yep, but yep. man, am I ready? <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> I really am, man. I'm looking forward to this kid playing. I, I just, man, it. I, I just can see the excitement, man. It's going to be a lot of excitement for his first start. I'm telling you, everyone's going to be glued to the television when he starts his first game. I'm not talking yeah. about preseason. I'm talking about real NFL game. First game. They can wait that long. I'm excited to see him take his first snap in training camp. When he, take that, <laughs> when he take that first snap, when he's doing 707s, I'm going to be like, oh, wait, look at that boy over there. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I know I am too, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm just tuned in, man. I yep. really am. Well, so today is the last day of the draft, so the Bears uh, have three picks in the sixth round, A-dub. So I'm hoping that we get a you know a corner, a receiver, and, and maybe a safety, but I don't know. What, what are your thoughts there as you look at uh, round six? What do you think we do? I think we could go with a safety. You can see him over here losing my voice already, man, because how excited I, I am. I, I love it. I love it. But you know what, Perez? I think for this round that we're going to have, man, I think it's safe to go with the cornerback at this point because we've done what we're supposed to do, right? We got the, the two most important positions that we want to tackle first, right? Got the quarterback. Now we got two, matter of fact, not just one, but two offensive linemen. So that's great. So I think now that we could go cornerback at this point. Cornerback, and then if we got another pick, we probably go, you know, wide receiver. But I will say cornerback first. Yeah, I definitely want to go cornerback. I want to get somebody in here that uh, we can develop to replace Trufant next season. And I definitely yeah. want to make sure that we're getting a safety because we need a development safety because we've ignored that position too much in the draft over the last couple of years. We got to get That's somebody true. in here. I want another receiver because we don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Miller. So right. who goes there? And I want to have somebody that for a death piece can complement what we have with our top three guys. So that's kind of my thoughts, man, when I look at this round six that's going to happen today. So we'll see what happens, brother. 
Yeah, I think it's still a little bit talent out there, man. Some guys who are probably out there who can still develop and grow into something special with a little help of some of these vets. So, hey, you know, Chris, cornerback, wide receiver, hey, I'm all for it, man. Yes, sir. Well, man, bro, I am so fired up, man. I am so happy with this draft. And I just can't wait for things to kick off, man. I'm really, really fucking fired up, man. This this draft gave us all a shot in the arm. And I'm really, really fucking excited what's going to happen with this ball club in the future here. Yes, sir, man. All I can say, Prez, we can only go up from here. And I'll say one thing here, Prez, is this. Justin Fields has a chance to be the best quarterback in our division. Yeah. Once we get Aaron Rodgers up out of here. Look like his ass ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, that's a hell of a point. But what I want to take that a step further is Justin Fields has the potential to be the best quarterback that has worn a Bears jersey. Woo! That's and deep. I, but you know what? You're probably right. And that's that's the point that, that hits with me. When I see that, I said, boy, let's go because I'm ready and I'm here for it, baby. I am here for it. We're ready for all the smoke on that note. <laughs> all the smoke. Because <laughs> you're, you're right, friends. He definitely has a chance to be the best in, in, in our franchise. And I think this kid can still be one of the best in the NFL. All right, man. But yeah, day three of the draft, wrapping up here. We're going to wrap up this show. But fans, Bears Nation, we are back, baby. And <laughs> we are bearing down Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins. Welcome to the shot, baby. Woo! Hey, this is home now. This is home. Welcome home. Yes, sir, man. Dope ass episode, brother. And we are out. A dub. Going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Bear Essentials Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for your continued support of this podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us. Hey.